Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Mystery, Suspense, Dramas, and Horrors, where we bring to you the most mysterious tales that the golden age of radio had to offer. And now... With over 200 episodes made, originally airing on NBC Radio Network from 1944 to 1950, we bring to you Boston Blackie. Uh, pardon me, is this the dressing room of the Flying Johnson? Yeah, right in front of you. Oh, thank you. Come in. Hello. Uh, well, you're Valerie Johnson, aren't you? Do you know, I've been waiting for this circus to come to town so that I could come down here to see you. See me? Oh, golly. I'm afraid you don't remember who I am, do you? Your face looks a little familiar. Well, I went to school with you, Creighton School. I'm Mary Wesley. Why, Mary Wesley. Of course I remember you. My, it's been a lot of years. Yes, hasn't it, though? I don't think we ever guessed I'd become a trapeze artist in those days, did we? Oh, well, there was a hint you might be. You almost got kicked out of school for climbing trees. Did I? Yes, you did. Excuse me, Mary, but it's almost time for my hack. (laughs) Meet me after and we'll talk. Well, all right. I'd love to. Let's go. Uh, Valerie... You seem to be a little bit nervous and upset. Well, I am, Mary. Is that because of your act? Oh, no. No. But it is awfully dangerous, isn't it? Oh, not really. It's actually foolproof. A matter of timing. Oh. Oh, what a beautiful horse. He's my favorite. Here, Whitefoot. Here's your lump of sugar. Oh, boy. Careful, Mary. He's a little nervous. I give him a lump of sugar each time I go out to do my act. Uh, for, for good luck, huh? Hmm? Something like that. Mary, you said I seem nervous and upset. Well, I am. I have a feeling that something's going to go wrong with the act tonight. Well, Valerie, not an accident. Here, you take this letter and read it if anything happens tonight. Because if it happens, it won't be an accident. And now meet Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. Mary, what are you so upset about? You're supposed to have fun at a circus. I know, Blackie. But I saw my friend Valerie Johnson and something she said gave me cold chills. That isn't a hint for me to put my arm around you, is it? Please, darling. I I don't feel like joking. Oh, here come the Johnsons. Maybe what Valerie said gave you a cold chill, but what she's about to do is giving me pneumonia. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. The Flying Johnsons in their fabulous leap of death. And he's not kidding. Look high above you. Over the center ring, 
150 feet above the sawdust, the two most brilliant aerialists in the world in the most dangerous stunt ever attempted on a swinging trapeze. You know, Mary, I was Please just... Please quiet. trapeze now swinging back and forth, hanging by his knees, you will see Harry Johnson. Notice that he is blindfolded. I'd have to be to go up there. And on the other platform, from which he will swing into the air, leave her trapeze, do a double somersault, and then be caught by the waiting hands of her husband, is Valerie Johnson. Notice that she, too, is blindfolded, and that below the Johnson, there is no net. Oh, Blackie, I'm getting scared. Harry is swinging back and forth, back and forth, Valerie is waiting for the signal to send her swinging into the air. She waits. She waits. Wait. Wait. They're carrying Valerie out, Mary. They stopped beside the ringmaster for a moment. She's going to be saying something to him. Oh, thank goodness she, she is engaged. Your attention, please. If a Miss Mary Wesley is in the audience, will she please go to dressing room number one? Yes, what is it? I want to see Valerie Johnson. Nobody can see her now. I'm Mary Wesley, Doctor. Valerie said so. Oh, of course. She's calling for you. You'll have to bend down close to her. She's very weak. Yes, of course. Valerie. It's Mary Wesley. Mary. Mary. Read. Read it. Yes, yes, Doctor. I will. This was no accident. I think it was. Just a minute, Miss Wesley. Doctor. I'm afraid, Mr. Johnson, your wife's dead. I hope you don't think I'm a sissy, Blackie, because I wanted to get out of Valerie's dressing room. Of course, Aunt Mary. I, uh, I just... Let, let's stay here by the animal cages. There's a lot of light, and we can read Valerie's letter. But, uh, here it is. Will you open it, Blackie? All right. What does it say? I won't know until I read it. I'm sorry, darling. I guess I'm a little nervous. But read it out loud, will you? All right. Here's what it says. I have a feeling I'm going to be killed tonight by what will appear to be an accident. But I want whoever reads this letter to call the police in the event of my death. For I am certain that I am the victim of murder. Go on. That's all it says. What, doesn't she say who she thinks her killer is? No, she obviously doesn't know. And is being fair enough not to try to guess. Mary, I think you'd better call Faraday. All right. And while you're making that call to headquarters, I'm going to be paying a call on Valerie's husband. Inspector, this is Mary Wesley. 
You've got to come down to the circus right away. What's the matter? Have you lost your lollipop? No, Inspector. Valerie Johnson, the trapeze artist, was just killed. Well, don't bother me about accidents, Miss Wesley. It wasn't an accident. It was murder. Murder? Yes. Blackie thinks so. Blackie's at the circus, too? Yes, he's gone to talk to one of the suspects. I'll be right down, Miss Wesley. And say, uh, tell Blackie to do me a favor, will you? Yes, of course. Tell him to keep away from the monkey cage, so I'll be sure and recognize him. Ha-ha! <laughs> May I come in, Mr. Johnson? No. I'd like to, if you don't mind. I'm Boston Blackie. Leave me alone, will you? Look, all I want to do is help. I don't need any help. Mr. Johnson, I have reason to believe your wife was murdered. Wouldn't you like to find... Find a killer? Sure. If there was one to find. But it was all an accident. Nobody murdered her. Now, scram, will you? I don't feel good. I know you don't, Mr. Johnson. I'm sorry to have to do this at all, but can't you But you, you think that accident out there was no accident, huh? And that maybe I didn't catch her on purpose. I didn't say that. Maybe you're thinking it. You let me decide that after I've asked you a few questions. Such as, did Valerie and I fight, huh? That's one. We never had a fight in our lives. Well, not since we started the act together. You can't battle and live long in this racket. No, I don't suppose you can. You're wasting your time, Blackie, trying to make out Valerie was murdered. Let's say it wasn't an accident. Let's say I purposely let her fall. Could you prove it was murder? Could you? You've got a very good point there, Mr. Johnson. And there's a very good door behind you. Let's see you use it. Look, Johnson, I know you're upset. I wouldn't be bothering you like this at all, except that except I Except that you think I killed Valerie. Well, I didn't. Your wife is dead, Johnson. And she's sure someone was going to murder her. Who might that someone be? I don't know. She knew, I think. If you and your wife were as close as you claim, you should know. Wait a minute. There is one guy who had it in for Valerie. And that's Joe Lane. Joe Lane, huh? Well, I promise you this, Mr. Johnson. Whoever is responsible for the fall your wife had from the flying trapeze is going to swing for it. Get in touch with Faraday? Yes, he's coming right over, Blackie. Good. Did you get any information out of Valerie's husband? Yes, the name of one man in the circus who hated her, Joe Lane, wherever he is. I'm going to see him now if I can find him. Come on. Sure. But how could any Joe Lane have killed Valerie? It was her husband who didn't catch her. Don't ask me questions like that, Mary. Not on this case. Even if Joe Lane or Harry Johnson or anyone else had a motive for killing Valerie, it would still be practically impossible to prove it was murder. What about Valerie's note? It's only an accusation, not proof. Oh, golly, that's right. Oh, here's dressing wagon 11. This is Joe Lane's, they told me. Uh, where are we meeting Faraday? I told him we'd be in front of the animal cages. Good. Say, maybe you'd better go back there and wait in case he gets here while I'm talking to Lane in this dressing room. See you in a few minutes. Right. Mr. Lane. Mr. Lane. Mr. Lane. Home. Yeah, maybe this is a break. Maybe just a little old-fashioned snooping will produce more. Of... Well, I'm not alone. All right, feet, come out with. Come on, come out from behind that curtain with the rest of you. 
All right. Hello, Lane. What's the idea? Well, what is it? Say, you want Joe Lane. I was watching the circus today. You're the ringmaster. Oh. So? So what? So start explaining yourself. What are you doing in Lane's dressing room? I was waiting here for Lane. Behind the curtain? What were you waiting back there for? To play a little game of peekaboo? What's your name? Smithfield. What are you doing in here? I was uh, looking for something. Some aspirin. I needed some, and I knew Joe always had them. I was getting them when you came in. I broke the glass by accident. I wasn't hiding. I see. You wanted some aspirin, huh? So Valerie Johnson's death has given you a headache. Why? I don't care to answer that. Do you know that Valerie believed she was going to have an accident tonight? I'm not surprised. Oh, that's interesting. What else do you know about her accident? It was no accident. It was cruel and calculated murder. And it was her husband who did it. And now, back to Boston Blackie. Mary Wesley is an old school friend of Valerie Johnson, famed circus trapeze artist. So Mary and Blackie go to the circus to see the Flying Johnsons perform. Just before the act, Valerie gives Mary a note warning her that if she is killed during the performance, it will not be an accident, but murder. Valerie is killed, and in an investigation before the arrival of Inspector Faraday, Blackie uncovers three suspects. Harry, the dead girl's husband and partner, Joe Lane, and Smithfield, the circus ringmaster, whom Blackie caught hiding in Lane's dressing room. As we return to our story, Inspector Faraday has just arrived, and he and Faraday are talking to Joe Lane. This is Joe Lane, Faraday, the only one of three suspects I haven't talked to yet. Uh, you let me decide who the suspects are, Blackie. All right, Faraday, you decide who the suspects are, and I'll tell you which one is your killer. As you... Look, what makes you two guys think Valerie was murdered? It was obviously an accident. Accidents can happen. She almost missed the leap once before. Oh, she almost missed it once before, huh? That didn't give you any ideas, did it, Lane? How could I have had anything to do with her death? It's no closer to her than you were, maybe not as close. Just what do you do around here, Lane? I'm the musical director. Uh, look, this isn't getting us anywhere. Get everybody together. Let's go out into the big tent and have a look at that trapeze. Exactly what I would do, Faraday. I think you'll find it was murder. Yeah? Well, thanks for that big tip on the big top, you big dope. All right, Johnson, come here. You two, Lane and Smithfield. And me, of course, Inspector. Quiet, Blackie. All of you. Now, take a look at Valerie Johnson's trapeze. See anything the matter with it, Johnson? No. You, Lane? I wouldn't know. How about you, Smithfield? I don't see anything the matter with it. Ask me, Faraday, because I see something wrong. This little nick in the trapeze chain. Well, Blackie. Oh, you mean this groove cut into one of the links of the chain? Excellent deduction, Faraday. It's obviously a file mark made by someone trying to cut one of the links. Here, let me see that. Yeah, the third link on this chain right here. See? Could uh, mm. swinging back and forth cause that, Johnson? Well, I should say not. That's a file mark. A fresh one, too. Well, now we're getting somewhere. We are, Faraday. Where? Johnson here missed catching his wife because the timing was wrong. Now, maybe this groove in the chain changed the weight of the bar just enough to throw the timing off. Nice figuring, Faraday. Maybe this file mark did or didn't throw the timing off. But I know where the file is, and that may lead us to our killer. 
Where is it? In Joe Lane's dressing room. What? That's a lie. There's no file in my room. Well, in that case, you shouldn't have any objections to our looking. Come on, Faraday. All right, Blackie. Where is it? Close the door, Faraday. We don't want any of these three charming people running out on us. Uh, Rollins, close the door. Yes, sir. I don't want to hear from any of you three till I talk to you. Get that? Now, Blackie, where's that file? It's right here in Lane's medicine chest. Can't be a file in my cabinet. There just can't be. Then what do you call this? I call it a file. Nice calling, Faraday. All right, Lane. You better start talking. I tell you, I don't know anything about that file. I've never seen it before. That's true, Faraday. Hey, whose side are you on, Blanky? Your side, Faraday. I'd rather have appendicitis. First you find the file in Lane's dressing room. Now you tell me he's never seen it before. I said we'd find it in here, Faraday. I didn't say Lane knew it was here. In fact, he didn't. Then how did you know it was here? I saw it being put here by Smithfield, the ringmaster. Huh? What are you trying to do to me, Smithfield? Frame me for Valerie's death? I don't know what any of you are talking about. You deny I caught you in here a little while ago? I'm not denying or admitting anything. Blanky, how do you know Smithfield put that file in Lane's medicine cabinet? Good question, Faraday. Now watch closely, and I'll give you an answer to match. Uh, you'd better. Do my best. Watch. When I came in here the first time, yeah. Smithfield was behind this curtain, like this. And I didn't see him, of course. But suddenly, there was a crash of glass, and I looked toward the curtain. So what? You can't see through a curtain. You're standing behind it now. And I can't see either you or the medicine cabinet. No, you can't, Faraday. But look in the mirror over the dressing table to your right. I'm looking at it. I still can't see you. But when I open the cabinet, then what? I open it and let's see. All right, it's open. Hey, I can see you in the dressing room mirror. That's right, Faraday, because there's a mirror inside the door of this medicine cabinet. I got sort of a bank shot, you might say, of Smithfield putting the file in Lane's cabinet. Satisfied? I sure am. Rollins? Yeah, Inspector? Take Smithfield to one of those small tents. Keep him under guard. Sure thing. What are you going to do, Faraday? Give Smithfield a dose of solitary until you can have him ready to talk to you? Oh, I don't care how long he keeps his mouth shut. I'm going to get evidence against him that'll speak for itself. Hey, Mary. Oh, Jack. Have you found out anything? A little, but not enough. Sorry to keep you waiting so long. That's all right. I've had a good time looking at all the cages. Blackie, isn't this horse a beautiful animal? Yeah, it's beautiful. He was Valerie's favorite. Come on, Whitefoot, here. Let me pet you. Oh. Nervous animal, isn't he? Uh, Look, Mary, can you stand me alone a little longer? Oh, I judge from that that I'm going to have to try. Well, Faraday has Smithfield cooped up in one of the small tents over there, and Rawlins is on guard outside. I want to talk to him. But how can you, darling, if he's under guard? Well, when I was a kid, I saw the circus by sneaking under the canvas without being caught. Oh, so you're going to sneak under the canvas into Smithfield's tent. <laughs> Why not? It was fun when I was a kid. Should be just as much fun now. Hello, Smithfield. Huh? Where did you come from, Blackie? Trick I learned when I was a kid. I couldn't come through the tent entrance with a cop out there, so I came through the back way, crawl style. Now, look, I'm not going to talk to you or anybody else. You won't have to. I'll talk to you. You filed that chain on Johnson's trapeze and then planted the file in Lane's dressing room because you knew Lane had a reason to want Valerie dead. Did he? 
Yes, he was in love with her. And couldn't have her. That's true. And Smithfield, I think you were in love with her, too. Do you? Weren't you? Yes, I was. But why shouldn't I have loved her? She was my daughter. Oh. Now, look, I'll tell you something. I did file that chain just a little, not enough to cause any damage. I did it to frame Joe Lane for tampering with Valerie's trapeze, so he'd be fired. I knew he was bothering my daughter, and I knew she wouldn't be happy until Lane left the circus. I get it. You were going to frame Lane before the accident, but after the accident, you decided to do it anyway by hiding the file in his room. Yes, I did. Because in some way or other, I know he's responsible for Valerie's death. You've got to believe me. I do believe you, Smithfield. And I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to get Faraday to stage Valerie's act, just as it's done during a regular performance. And I'll find out how she was killed and who killed her, I promise you. This is crazy, Blackie. What are we going to prove by running through the act? Who could have killed Valerie? Well, this is a stupid way of proving anything. But go ahead, I'll listen. Go ahead. Use this microphone the ringmaster used. Are you ready up there, Johnson? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, start swinging. Just as you do in the act. Okay. You ready, Smithfield? I'm ready. You and the band ready, Lane? Sure, Blackie. All right, Smithfield. Okay, Blackie. Ladies and gentlemen, the flying Johnsons in their fabulous leap of death. High above you, 150 feet above the sawdust. So forth, so forth, so forth. Until Valerie is waiting for the signal to send her swinging into the air. She waits. She waits. Wait. Wait. And there she goes. Okay, Thanks. Okay, Lane, you can start the drum roll now. All right, Blanky. What did we prove? Oh, nothing much, Faraday. Just who killed Valerie Johnson, that's all. Huh? How? By doing what we just did, running through the act. What was the signal for Valerie to leap in time to be caught by her husband? What do you mean, signal? She jumped when she got ready. Or when she saw it was time to leap? Faraday, both she and her husband were blindfolded, remember? They couldn't see each other. I know our killer now, Faraday... Now I've got to get the proof. Look, Faraday, you and Mary stay here with Rollins and the rest. I'm going up here to Joe Lane's dressing wagon and have a little chat with him. All right, Blanky. But if you don't have this thing settled in ten minutes, I'm going to settle it myself. Don't worry, Faraday. Well, be careful, will you, darling? Mr. Lane wasn't in a very good mood when he left the bandstand. He'll be in a worse mood when he leaves the circus, Mary. See you in a minute. All right. Who's in a bad mood, Blackie? You are, Lane, because you're in a bad spot. I don't see that I am. Your eyesight's as bad as your timing. Timing? You're the band leader of the circus. You give the cue for the drum roll in the Flying Johnson's act, don't you? Sure, so what? So you killed Valerie Johnson by cueing the drum roll a little too early, so that she jumped too soon to be caught by her husband. Did I? Well, accidents will happen. Can you prove I cued the drum roll too soon? I can make you admit it. I said, can you prove it? I said, I can make you admit it. You stay away from me. You did cue that drum roll too soon, didn't you? What if I didn't go of me? Admit it. Yeah. I, I admit it. So what? So you murdered that girl. You can't prove it. You 
you did murder her, didn't you? Now let go, you're hurting me. I'll do more than hurt you in a minute. I, I, yeah, yeah, I killed the drum roll too soon. I, I knew it would mean Valerie would drop to her death, but you can't do anything to me. I can't, eh? No, I can say it was an accident. I can well, say that... I can say this poke in the face is an accident, too. Oh! But this is on purpose. Oh. Come on, Lane. Get up. I'm not through with you. Yes, you are. I'm getting out of here. No, no, you're not. Get him, Faraday. Grab him. He got by me too quick. I couldn't. There he goes, heading for the animal tent. Come on, let's go after him. Rollins, run around the outside of the tent. Try to hit him off. Sure thing, Inspector. Come on, Faraday. We'll get him. He's confessed to killing Valerie. Hey, wait for me. Come on, Mary. Where is he, Blanky? He's in the animal tent here somewhere. He wouldn't have time to... Wait. Uh-oh. He's in that horse's stall there. Come on, Barry, quick. Everybody else stay here. Stand back, Blanky. That horse has gone crazy. Look what drove him crazy. There's Lane lying there in the horse's stall. The horse is all right now. And Lane's all right, too. He's dead. Get that horseshoe print on the side of his head. Huh. Horseshoes are supposed to be lucky. Lucky, what happened? Don't look, Mary. Lane ran into the horse's stall and was kicked to death. Oh. Horse looks plenty nervous. I guess he got excited when Lane ran in. Blackie, that horse that just killed Joe Lane, that was Valerie's favorite. Why, so it is, Mary. What does that prove? This horse was Valerie Johnson's pet, Faraday. He could have killed Lane for Valerie. You're out of your mind, Blackie. This horse couldn't know that Lane killed anybody. Couldn't he, Faraday? Ever hear of horse sense? Maybe he didn't know, Inspector. Maybe he did.
That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.